This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Okay, hello and welcome to episode 25, I'm Mark, uh, of the Blueprint Review Podcast. Don't know why it's landmark, just a nice round number. What is it in like wedding terms? What's the word? 25th anniversary. Jubilee, yeah. no, it's 50. Silver? Yeah, yeah. that'll do. Like that. Whatever. Who knows? I think, I think it is silver, yeah. Uh, but anyway, our silver anniversary, whatever. <coughs> uh, Lindsay's not joining us, but we've still got myself, and Darren and Laura. Silver. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's crack straight into it. Uh, <laughs> trailers, what have you seen? Has anyone seen anything interesting? I've seen, uh, seen one or two. Interesting is quite a strong word. The only well, thing, interesting things I've seen are probably the Avengers, but we vowed that we wouldn't talk about the Avengers every episode, <laughs> so I'm not saying anything. I'm sure there'll be some mentions later on. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw an interesting trailer. I saw the trailer for Cosmopolis, uh, which is David Cronenberg's latest film. And I know his last few films haven't been... Oh, he's done some all right ones recently, but um, he's not done many Cronenbergian films, if you know what I mean. Uh, he, He's gone away from his sort of body horror, sort of nasty side of things, and he's done more. I mean, like uh, Dangerous Method is supposed to be pretty rubbish, and it looks a bit bland. And uh, but this actually looks like a bit of a return to form. Uh, it looks very dark and twisted. Do you reckon you watched Black Swan and thought, "Stop fucking ripping me off! I'm going to go back to my old ways." Must be, must be. <laughs> uh, what is surprising though, it's got Robert Pattinson in, which at first, which you'd have thought would be a bit of a turn off. It's like, oh god. It's a Twilight star in it, but to be fair, he looks pretty convincing. He looks nasty. He looks, uh, he looks like He's a vampire character. Dave. <laughs> Can't get nasty. It has to come out yeah. now and again. Uh, yeah, but um, but no, I, I'm really excited, and it, it, it'll probably be playing in Cannes. If it isn't, I'll be really surprised, and and we'll be heading over there. So uh, fingers yeah, crossed, we'll get to see it. I'm only there for a few days, but Darren, you're there for the whole festival, so I'm sure you'll. I'm if it's sure there, play it, Cannes, it but, should do. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. see it, and we'll watch everything. And we'll do lo- we'll do podcast and video, yeah. Cast what the vlogs or whatever the fucking you girls. will. I'll be on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just get you or your boobies right. out on the beach. <laughs> that won't happen. No, cool. Uh, right, so more trailers. I've seen the trailer for Ted, which looks awful. Same. Is it about Ted DiBiase? Oh, it'd be great if it was about Super Ted, though, wouldn't it? But it's not. Um, it's. Uh, the same director as um, Family Guy. Creator. Creator of Family Guy and uh, the voice of Stewie. Yeah. But it's the voice of Stewie is the voice of Ted. Well, it's him. Well, it's him. That's the director. The oh, is that the same person? No, yeah, I'm so knowledgeable. Uh, I think yeah. it's the voice of Peter Griffin and most <laughs> yeah. of the voices in it. And the voice of the girl is in it, but not. Yeah, she is. Yeah. 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 Um, what's her name? She's in Black Swan as I'm well. Just, I'm just losing it. <laughs> I just say Meg. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look particularly... It doesn't look great. Uh, the the humour looks the same as Family Guy has always been. It's like a cute... Instead of a baby, it's a teddy bear being really vulgar and rude and like a man instead of a bear. Uh, it's, it's just... Just looks ridiculous. Mark Wahlberg, isn't it? Yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg is like his counterpart. A lot of people mind me raving about it, but now I'm with you. It's, like, it's kind okay. of like the adult version of the Muppets, you know, like the, the yeah. two in the Muppets, where it's like the adult and the Muppet. Mm. 
it's kind of like the adult version of that. That's what I reckon it will be. I mean, it'd be I mean, great if they Mila break Kunis. into song. That's it. Did you just look that up on your phone? No, cheating. The thing is, I mean, that's the thing. You said that it's like the same comedy as Family Guy. I like the comedy in Family Guy. I think it is a little bit dated. Not dated, yeah, but it's just been tired. the same thing. It's a little bit tired. Yeah, that's a better word. Tired is also a very good word for later on, but we'll get there. Um, but it just doesn't work as well. I think because it's, it's just it is Stewie character of Ted is exactly the same as Stewie but like maybe even a little bit no, more extreme. No, I think he's a, I think by the look by what I saw I thought he seemed a lot more stupid than what yeah, Stewie no, is. Cuz he's like quite he's more of a Peter supposed character. to be intelligent, isn't he Stewie? He's supposed to be like a mastermind. Yeah. Whereas and that's like sort of the humor and that I prefer that to like someone who's yeah. just behaving like this a is, this stupid is more like oh, it's a young cute teddy man bear, but he's Smoking a bong, and yeah. yeah, but it's just it's, it's it more is, like it dazed just and doesn't confused. work. We've seen it, and it it, it just yeah, feels completely out of fucking place because it is the same voice, yeah. and it's the same style of humor, and it's and it just it jars like a motherfucker when I was watching the trailer. It just jarred so much because it's like no, this is Family Guy. It doesn't work. Why are you doing the voice? Because you're just bringing it. You know, the, the humor's similar, which you can sort of understand. It's the same writer, mm. but. It is the same, mm. and it's just and it's, and not but not just that. It's like the weaker jokes. It was just, you know, smoking a bong, yeah. sex. But it'll gags probably make loads of money in the same I way. I don't think it will. Thingy made loads of money. What's, what? what's the film called? The one where they all get drunk and the Hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think mm. I can't see it making shit. Nothing like that. Not on the levels of that. It'll do well. It'll do all right. But not nothing we'll more. See. But yeah, whatever. But no, it looks pretty pap. Yeah. Cool. Anything else trailer-wise? Um, I saw the Avengers trailers. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's, li- there's been about ten. Oh, yeah. There's been about ten that's come out. Um, yeah, a cu- couple of weeks. Fourth of May, is it? Scarlett Johansson's in that, right? It's early than that. It's, it's like the end of April, isn't it? It's, sure, it's first it's week in May. soon. It's uh, like the 26th. But yeah, we won't chat about that. Let's, um, we've got a lot to chat about, so yeah, let's just move straight on to the stuff we've seen. Yeah, we've seen, seen a lot. Uh <laughs> what? Well, we all went where to are see. we starting? Yeah, are we starting we'll with the theme? Or a couple of weeks ago, we were we were invited to see a early screening of Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. and the director of one of the stars so there. Fucking was exciting. We were invited. No, it was exciting, but we were. Invited. Um, and we all went to see that, so we all saw that. We've all got an opinion on that. Um, Dave, you know, yeah, I'll kick us off with that because you guys have seen more than me. Um, yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It was a funny one. It, I was really excited. Beforehand, they're very hyped about it. It's getting a lot of good uh, publicity. And shall we actually? Shall we just say now? Let's not spoiler it. Let's no, no, no. Really, not talk. It's about a what really happens. difficult one not to spoil, yeah. but we can't because no, it's not even it's the out, joy it? of the film yeah. is not yeah. knowing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, we, we posted. I posted the Q and A online of, of, of. Well, I posted the Q and A online. And Have we put part two up yet? No, not yet. Why I keep not? Forgetting. Um, yeah, me. I need to do that. Someone, someone asked me about that today online, so I'll, I'll do that. Um, but no, yeah, the Q&A is spoiler-tastic, so don't watch that until um, you've seen the film. I've put loads of warnings all over the video, you can't miss it. Uh, but yeah, well, literally on the video, so you can't see anything. <laughs> it actually says at the start of the film, not, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I'll try my best not to spoil it. Um, yeah. No, for me, uh, it took me a little while to get into it. The first half, I was a little bit like, hmm... Because it's, it's a lot sillier than I thought it'd be. A lot goofier, the humour. Oh, just ruin it for everyone, Dave. And, <laughs> and I just expected it to be more serious. And that sort of put me off balance a little bit. And, and the humour just didn't really work for me. And that was that was sort of spoiled it. But saying that, 
around about the halfway mark, maybe a little later, it really, I don't know, it just it just totally flipped for me. I, mean, I, just, I, I don't know, maybe I just got used to the humour and just bought into it. Uh, but I just I just loved it by the end, especially the, there's a climax. Again, I won't really give anything away. Climax is amazing. But the actual sort of finale of the film is amazing, <laughs> and that is really what sold it for me. It is, it's incredible. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great concept, um, and that's what kept me... Although, as I say, the humour put me off the start... I still liked the start in terms of I liked the build-up, I liked the idea um, behind it, uh, but it was just the humour. I, I, I don't know. Everyone raised about Joss Whedon and his dialogue and stuff like that, and and I mean I love Firefly, but to be honest, I was never that into Buffy. And this, and again, this this reminds me of that the sort of that sort of humour, that sort of yeah, his takey sort of teenage humour. It was yeah. just a too. I much. remember he never wrote this and he never directed it, so he co did co did did, did they co write it? Co-wrote yeah. it. I he just together. came up with the concert. No, no, no they wrote, wrote it together. But Were you got, there when he was yeah, talking about that? <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, and uh, I don't know. It didn't. It was the it was the humour that spoiled it. But as I was saying that, I still found some of it very funny. It's more the sort of banter, which is weird. Yeah. It's that's the one thing a lot of people have said the opposite have been more most excited about. Anything Joss Whedon's on, oh yeah, dialogue, dialogue. It's like to be honest, that's probably the only thing that put me off this film. But but ultimately, by the end, it won me over, and I thought it was great. I really enjoyed mm. it. It's, it's original. It, it was interesting. It was fun. Uh, but it was just a little sillier than than expected. I think for anyone that was a fan of Buffy, like I was, when I was younger. I think it is very like Buffy. Yeah. The like you say, the humor and the the teenagers in it and all that stuff and I think maybe what the issue is like with Buffy it was a character that you followed for a long time so you got very into the dialogue and the, all the characters and how they com- like connected to each other and obviously this is not a series so the the film you have to try and feel those characters like straight away and I think that maybe they're a little bit surface level they are yeah, but they then were, that kind of they sort of were supposed to be a bit surface level film. I guess um, for the film but yeah I found that it's, it didn't really care about anyone you know what for me it wasn't them well one of them annoyed the fuck out me but it wasn't those that irritated me in terms of their humour I actually quite didn't mind the humour the, the kind of silliness with them yeah, yeah. it was the it was the other stuff shall we some say other that really humor. that yeah. never ever that yeah. because they're open with those guys yeah I mean this is yeah. the, the, what surprised me is that look if you've seen the trailer you know that this you know this isn't spoiling it this is a horror film with a twist this is why every review you read or kind of you know on radio show you listen to everyone says we're not going to spoil it this film has is not what you expect it to be. Right. The trailer yeah. tells you this film is not what you expect it to be. That's yeah. the point of the yeah. film. What was surprising for me is, like you just said, was that actually it I expected opens. it to be traditional, traditional, traditional twist. Then the twist. And it turns. Yeah. And it doesn't. It is the very opening scene... Is the twist. Is, <laughs> well, it's not a twist, It's is it? not it's, completely. So, not you know, completely. so in a way, it plays with that style. All that stuff, all the other stuff, I really hated. Not... I probably did hate it. No, the, the concept of that stuff was good, but I don't think it was executed well. No, it was. It was just trying. It was too. It's, I hate that kind of dialogue in those American indie films when the, the talking. You know, the situation is so serious, but they're talking about nothing, and they're talking about. They're not talking about impending doom. Not this film. I'm talking about in general. They're talking about. Oh, I've just had a fucking wax the other day. Oh, did you? How was it? Oh, it really hurt me. But you know, they're talking in that kind of style of humour. Where they're so extreme, talking about something so inconsequential when something so big is happening, mm. and it winds me up, and it, it cr- tried to be humorous yeah, with that. It never worked um, for me. I don't know. I, I, I liked a lot. Not... I didn't hate those scenes. I, I know what you mean. Those, those sort of. 
I, I agree they took it too far in terms of uh, of, of yeah. what they were talking about and just totally sub- sort of... Well, they were trying to humorise it instead of normalise it, which which was why it didn't quite work. Well, they didn't play it straight. No, no, that's what you mean. They didn't play it straight. They played it silly. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe, watching, if I watch, when we watch it again, even because you tapped into it, you, it may actually work really well. Like mm. The Mummy, when I first watched The Mummy, I did not get the humour, I did not get the tone. When I first watched oh, The Mummy, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, this is ridiculous, <laughs> this is stupid. Then when it's I watched it space. afterwards... You're, you're tapping into that yeah. you, you yeah. realise what the tone is yeah. I still think this film is tonally off I, I can't imagine yeah. thinking it works but like you by the end it definitely redeemed itself the final yeah. act the, the, the third act is amazing yeah. Yeah. and and you've got to give it credit for originality for me absolutely yeah. absolutely the concept is great and it, it's just the style of the comedy I suppose that, that didn't yeah. really work for me so, some bits did you know? But um, in the main, it didn't until that final third. When yeah. for me, tonally, it was like spot on. Yeah. And it, you know, it was silly, but it was you know, but it, yeah. but, it, but it was great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, didn't, hopefully didn't spoil it too much. Yeah, I don't think um, we did. But it's definitely worth seeing. That's that's another thing. It's like you know, we can you know we can pick, we're picking fault with some of the, the kind of tone of it and some of the humour. But at the same oh, time, it's it way is. more interesting than most things oh, I've yeah. seen in years. Yeah. It's it's still probably yeah. up there. <clears throat> Out of, out of the films I've seen this year, it's, it's, it's very near the top. Okay. <laughs> Although I've only seen about ten. <laughs> but yeah. But, yeah. It's, yeah, it's up there. but that's the thing. It's just like some films deserve to be watched because they're doing something different and they're interesting. Whether they're good films or not, whether you think they're great, it's almost not, you know, you should still see it. It stands out. And I'm, I'm pleased that we were invited to this Kinema in the Woods to mm. go and see it because actually I probably wouldn't have seen it because I'm a big scaredy cat. And that sort of forced me to go and see it because of the occasion. And I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. Plus the Q&A was fantastic. Um, I, oh, I the Q&A like was amazing. So, it's great. He was surprisingly funny, the director. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting him to be typically American, but he was yeah, really... He was oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you said that. We haven't been racist for ages, have we? <laughs> um, no, but it's good. And then that's another thing that happened. And I think we all said that afterwards. It's almost like after listening to him... You kind of the film. You kind of like the. You got a more positive opinion yeah. of this film afterwards yeah. because you like it's them. Amaz- you... Yeah, but it's amazing how that can change so well, much. When you hear someone to... talk about yeah. all that, the ideas why I'm behind it, I'm trying to stick with what I felt originally, yeah. and that definitely yeah. was the first two thirds. I was very interesting. I was fascinated by it, but it wasn't working for me. Yeah. And then the final third, I was completely taken with it. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Cool. So what else have we seen? Um, can, can, we just, can we just talk very briefly? Because I don't want to talk anymore about it. Oh, the Wrath of the Titans. I didn't see Clash of the Titans. It was meant to be awful. <laughs> you said you weren't going to talk about it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting it out of the way. I'm just getting it, I'm like getting it done. So I didn't watch it. This, it's been relatively... Com- By the way, he didn't, he didn't watch Wrath of the Titans either. Well, he didn't watch half of it. He fell half of it. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> I missed about five minutes of it. But, you were sliding down my shoulder. Come on. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, ultimately the film is fucking shit. Really bad, and Clash of the Titans must be like brain meltingly bad if this is <laughs> meant right. to be loads. But total film give this four out of five. Most people have hated it though. Its average score is about thirty percent. Oh, oh, okay. So I've read a terrible. few reviews and it's been like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, everyone everyone said it's better than the first one though. Everyone that I've seen. I can't believe it's unbelievable. Can't believe that how is. bad the first one must be because this is so bad. Like the everything about it, nothing is good about. It. Some of the special effects are quite good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about it. The acting as a general is solid for what it is. Watchable. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's got like Liam Neeson in it, um, Ralph Fiennes or Rafe or whatever he likes to be called. You know, it's actually kind yeah, of all right. I mean, although the main guy is no. one of the most sort of unwatchable people imaginable. It's the guy Somewhere from um, Terminator, Terminator and or... Huntington. Sam Worthington. I've Worthington. seen him in something else. Avatar. There you go. He was in loads last he year. He is awful. He's just, he's not he like bad. bad, you know what I mean? He's not like he's wooden. So yeah, he's just, so, he's just unwatchable. He's not a hero. No, he's just not, nothing to him. But um, yeah, it's just really shit. Nothing happens dramatically. It doesn't quite make sense. It's just literally bang, bang, bang. It just happens. Not, there's no Stuff just drama happens. There. Um, and yeah, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more to add. And I awesome. never, I never fall he asleep in never films, asleep. ever. That's how boring never it was. Never never I was going to say, God, I've never fallen asleep in cinema. I think I got close in Phenomena years ago, which is probably one of my worst films of all John time. John Travolta? I fucking hated that film. I wanted to stab someone. Yeah. yeah there anyway. was a whole sequence with the guy killing some sort of creature at the beginning when we first went in. We missed the first like, minute or so, and... Oh God, I would just kept looking down at the floor, waiting for it to end. It was so dull, just even the action in it was so boring. God. Yeah, anyway. Right, well, that one. <laughs> Moving along. What are we going to talk about next? The Hunger Games? Well, we've all seen that as well. The Hunger uh, Games? Yes, so you can um, start us off. Yeah, I, I I was really impressed with The Hunger Games, just to, just to kick it off with that. Um, it's based on the book by Suzanne Collins and she wrote the screenplay. Did you know that? I yes. didn't know that until I looked it up. Of course you knew that. Um, uh, so it's about, it's sort of a, a dystopia, I, I guess future, where um, the the government, or whatever they call it, is um, there's 12 districts and from each district two young people each year have to be put into these Hunger Games, which is a fight to the death and only one can survive. Um, quite horrific. Uh, and uh, and then basically what happens, you f- begin by following the story of this young girl called Everdeen, um, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Who... Katniss Everdeen. Katniss. Katniss Everdeen, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and she... Basically, it's the first year that her younger sister has been... Her name's been put into this... this um, bowl. Glass bowl <laughs> for the Hunger Games. The and she Yeah, into the hat, and she... And her sister's name basically gets called out and she volunteers herself in her sister's place. Um, so her and it sort of follows the journey of her and then alongside her, the boy that's um, nominated from her town. Um, and it sort of follows their journey for quite a long time in the preparation, which what I, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to go pretty much straight into the, hung, to the actual games. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of build-up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously into the Hunger Games and then... Uh, you know what happens from there and I I really really enjoyed it I thought it was it was just I think her performance particularly was brilliant I thought she did a really really good job there were uh, absolutely I was surprised by because I loved her in Winter's Bone and in this I just found her a bit bland I liked the film oh really well I haven't seen Winter's Bone so I haven't got that comparison but I thought she was really solid and I thought that Actually, she stood out because some of the other performances in it were really awful mm. and slightly off tonally. Like there were, there don't was, ruin it. Don't ruin it. This is not okay. Well, you can speak in general terms, but just, um, just don't get into it. Don't yet. Yeah, don't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. Just there's there's elements like where some of the young people in it are quite teenagey yeah. and and 
stereotypically teenage American teenager, and it's just not right tonally for the film. And she's obviously she, her, and some of the others, the young people, in, are playing it quite serious. And you start to sort of tap into the psychology of what they might be going through. But then some of these others really pull you out of it because they're not. And I don't, and, I, and imagine that's sort of a director issue as well as exactly. them. It's definitely writing, because, more than writing and directing their, their fault. I don't blame the, the actors at no, all. No, and it, it's just such a shame because generally I, I enjoyed it and I wanted, I wanted it to be slightly darker and it is quite dark anyway. Um, and for me, that's not about it being more violent because obviously with it being a 12A, it's not necessarily, you don't see all of the horrendous violence. It's just though, it suggested. Happens, and then, um, but not for me because I don't like that. But for me, it's more. It would be more about that psychological element of like what what that would actually do to a person to be put in that arena and forced to fight it out. And then also, obviously, they they do. You know, there is a bit of a gameplay in there from from the outsiders, the sort of powers that be. So um, that to me, I would have liked to see more of that. Um, but no, generally, I thought thought very very good. Yeah, I was um, the same. I I really enjoyed it. Um, there were just, uh, but again, there was just a few little niggles for me. It was uh, the main thing. There's just a few little bits of writing, like like you mentioned. There's a few sort of contrivances in there, a few little things that happened. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not too much of a spoiler, but there's a, at one point where she's hiding somewhere, it's and conveniently, the, some other characters walk past and start telling them the, the plan of what they're doing, that they're looking for her and stuff like this. Just little things like that are a little bit lazy, yeah. a little bit like mm, okay. But generally, it's just, it was a really strong idea, really interesting. And like you said, I was glad that it sort of spent more time before the games because I found that bit quite interesting, the way they sort of had to work with the media and all this sort of thing, and uh, mm, I found that, that really interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, the games themselves were a little bit disappointing, but I think that was more because it had a lot of these contrivances. It had a few of these dodgy little bits in there. But, um, but yeah, the, 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 the sort of final third did let me down a little bit. Um, but but no, I, I, again, like like Cabin in the Woods, I don't want to pick yeah. too many holes in it because I just thought it was a a nice different sort of blockbuster. I mean, I mean that idea has the... been done a little bit before, but not in this, yeah. not in a big blockbuster, not with this sort of budget and stuff. And uh, and no, I, I was I was impressed. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. Some of the additions were just unnecessary. Yeah, shall we say? Yeah. What do you mean? Some of the additions to the games were unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, actually they were the some of the weakest bits for me. Yeah. The um the bit well, you said that you wanted more of them changing the game. Every time they changed it it wound me up. I'm the yeah. opposite. It, like when they you know again when they flush her out enough without it. Yeah, yeah it flushed yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what I don't like it's like I wanted these kids to be fighting to the death and fighting for survival and the best person wins. I did not want any other factor yeah. having an effect on the result. I did not want I it. didn't want just and that. It, so it so it kind of in a way it didn't you know so when you know when they helped characters out or when they in it I was just a bit like no just let let it happen and then you know so that did weaken it a bit but in a way I'm kind of almost the same as you Dave. I almost thought the first two thirds Maybe not perfect, but it's pr- yeah. really good, pretty yeah. amazing. The opening was amazing. The tone of the film, I loved how raw and dirty it was. I loved the fact that there was nothing flashy about it, even when it brought in the futuristic yeah. elements, yeah, yeah. Yeah. even the, when they brought in the sort of media and showy elements. Yeah. It was still in a sort of a dirty reality. Yeah, yeah, and I like yeah. the fact that it's in the future that wasn't like Blade Runner-esque. Yeah, it was really tacky and like... Yeah. Yeah. Just, exactly, yeah. and I liked that. And I, I even 
although it's a bit crass, I even liked when they move, go to the capital and the colour comes in, and, and it, was, uh, it reminded me a, bit, a little bit like a sort of a Demolition Man style future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I thought, I thought everything about it was really good. I thought the way they built up the characters was great. I loved the because I was thinking that. You know, I love the fact how they introduced the boy who gets chosen for the Hunger Games. I was expecting it to be somebody else, and yeah, you yeah. know, you never see them until that. And I like it, so it didn't feel contrived that yeah. it was somebody who was close to the family or they his even, boyfriend. They or anybody even like set that. it up as though it really set it up as though it was going to be someone else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. hindsight, they almost—that's what they did. They led you to, you know, so it's yeah. great in a way. So, yeah. and it just felt really good. And like you, Dave, in a way, I found the games, which is the bit I'm sure everybody's most excited about, yeah. to be more disappointing. Yeah. Like you said, for me, it wasn't dark enough. It wasn't violent enough for me. I yeah. For me, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's like, ultimately, the books are for teenagers. Mm. So the film is totally perfect. But for me, as a 32-year-old man, <laughs> I personally would have liked it to be much more dark and much more brutal, yeah. much more violent. I'm really happy that it wasn't. I know you were, I, I know. Watch it. But for me, <laughs> I... Because for me, the situation of, the, of it is horrific. And sometimes you really got a sense of how horrific it was, mm. but not enough. Yeah. I wanted yeah, it to be even more horrific. Yeah, but I don't think that was to do with the lack of seeing the violence. I do. I, I do. don't I, wanted, I needed to see the brutality. Because I, 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 I thought the, the, when, it, I when it very I think first... I could feel it. When the games very first started, that was pretty brutal. I was really impressed about that. But yeah, after that, none of that ever really came yeah. back in yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like I Again, that was that could, more of that could have been added because the way that that was edited, you never saw... How her like you never saw really horrific, right. but it was still bits, brutal. Was edited well, yeah. yeah. And that thought, for me is how I'd like to see violence. Random point about the editing though, I found the editing in the first half of the film really off putting. It was like yeah, I did as well. Incredibly fast, fast. It gave me a headache. quick. And the cutting. camera was all over the show. Yeah, it, it really, it was weird. It, it, it bothered me, but at the same time, as I say, it took a while was, to get used to. The first half was low stronger than the, the final for me. Another thing about the writing that you, you kind of brought up, and I suppose, and I suppose it goes back to this final third as well, was just that, for me, it never played on the telly aspect of it. The fact that it was televised. It brought in very briefly, but it was a but bit like... The only t- yeah, from, but it yeah. jarred, and it jarred because it only did it briefly, and the only times it did it was for hideous exposition, and those sort of <laughs> comedy sort of commentators mm. so that the wasps come yeah, oh was. these wasps yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. where these yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's a bit jarred like a motherfucker and for me I would have liked to have seen the impact of the games <laughs> on general public and people and I would yeah, like yeah. to have seen it as yeah. this global event of people yeah. watching this because there was a moment horror. of that and that was quite well, nice but it's a bit that happened in the film it's funny because I was thinking about it when I was Ah, should we? It's a bit spoiled. Don't okay, spoil. spoiler warning. Yeah. Fuck oh, it. Spoiler spoil. warning. It's relatively yeah, quite yeah, important. Yeah. Spoiler warning for a minute. Off, and yeah. it's not a big spoiler at all. Um, was that when I was watching it, I was thinking, I don't believe that the districts would put up with this being play dogs for the Capitol. It wound me up, and I was thinking, as if people would accept it so freely and wouldn't riot. Yeah. And then later on, there was a riot. Mm. But. It wasn't built up. It wasn't built up. For me, it was like, I don't, be- I don't believe it. this wouldn't happen mm. every single yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. They did hint at it. When he said you're good at sort of dealing with a mob, or there was one line to the kind of um, master of ceremonies. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I, I wanted more turbulence in the districts. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. didn't I wonder I'm if that's. That I want, yeah, yeah, and I wonder if that's there's more of that in the book. That, Maybe I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is, as I was watching it, I mean, spoiler over, but you know, as I was watching mm-hmm. it, um, I was just thinking. I'd, I, want, I think it's just I wanted to see more of the world I wanted to see how this was affecting everybody mm, and mm. you didn't really see people watching it you didn't see how it was affecting people you didn't 
really or in a way not at all because then and just focus completely and utterly on the games yeah I mean personally I would have liked to have seen it yeah me too and I liked the sort of it's a television show and I wanted to see that it was a television show rather than cutting back to his commentators especially because a lot of it was built up about how important it is to to be loved by the audience and, and by all the sponsors and all this sort of stuff and then when the game started it wasn't didn't yeah. Not necessary, yeah, it just it, it just sort of focused on them. Yeah. But I mean, again, taking everything into account, I thought the film was amazing. I mean, there's just a few bits, a few niggles here and there. I loved it. I thought it was, yeah. you know, and I can't fucking wait for the next one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it made me really want to read the books. Yeah, it did yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, me as well. So you know, in is you know, and it's done phenomenally well. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's only just been knocked off in the UK box office by Titanic 3D. Oh, God. my God. Because people are stupid. But you know what? In America, it, Titanic 3D didn't knock it off. Mm. No. You'd have never thought that that situation would have happened that way. <laughs> um, the thing that I was really confused, you went to see Titanic, Titanic yeah. 3D. It wasn't that bad to be honest. Ages ago. ago. Yeah, I got a preview tickets to it ages ago. Oh, exactly. was it? Pre- oh. I did, yeah, I, I'm surprised by how, how early that preview was. But yeah, I've seen it. Uh, we talked about Let, it. Yeah, yeah, let's not talk about but, Titanic. But, good on, but, you know, but, you know, good on it, in a way. It's, it's relatively low budget for a, for a big blockbuster film. Yeah. Um, and, in, and it is dirty and it is a bit gritty. And, yeah, and it, you know, it's a teenage film and that's why it's done so well. But it's not. It's infinitely better than the Harry Potters in the Twilight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. and it's, it's, this is a quality film. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, it's great that it's done well. Nice one. What else have you guys seen? Um, Pirates. Pirates. Um, do we want to talk about that, or do you? Yeah, want to you talk- liked it more than I did. I really, I really fucking hated this film. Yeah. No, I didn't just dislike it. This film <laughs> was really. I love Ardman. This is why. Yeah. So I felt betrayed. Um, I really love Ardman. I love. Flushed away. Except for flushed away was awful. Oh, you felt flushed away. Oh, no, it was it. bad. But was Chicken bad. Run, love Chicken Run. I love all the. I love the three D shots and the three DS. <laughs> yeah. They're brilliant. And. Um, and obviously Wallace and Gromit I think they're great yeah brilliant and I was really I was kind of looking forward to it but it is I mean it is really bad but like I say you preferred it than me I mean one of the big problems I had with it well one was you know was on about Ted and the tired jokes this film is one of the most sort of laboured comedy films I've ever seen (laughs) I mean every single joke not every single one there was a couple of times I laughed there was one particular elephant man joke that I (laughs) <laughs> that was funny. Particularly tickled me. <laughs> but on the whole, you have literally heard every single one of these jokes hundreds of times before. It is so unfunny, and you can see its attempt at trying to be funny. It's painful. It's like really painful. Like if I had them were in the room, you'd feel a bit uncomfortable. You'd feel sorry for them. You know, a bit, a bit embarrassed for them. Because it was shit. I, I mean, the best humour was was stuff like the Ele- Elephant Man, where they tried to be a bit quirky and unusual. And I usually hate it when people try to be quirky and unusually, but that was the best sort of jokes, because they weren't that just boring humour, bland. Heard it all before. Ugh. So, but yeah, I only giggled at a few moments. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's billions. I mean, but ultimately, aside from the fact that it's it's meant to be, it tries very hard to be funny, and it's just not. The film, like the plot, doesn't make... It, there was barely any plot. And it kind of drags out these really stupid plot elements um, into a film. And it doesn't make sense. And it never really sort of explains things. And then they become a plot point. And it's just so under... Like, I don't know how long they've been... They must have been working for years and years and years. But I don't know how long they've developed the script for. Because it is so underwritten. It's painful. It's like... Just as a general... Obviously, a general rundown of the plot. 
It's about this pirate called Pirate Captain. And he wants to be pirate. <laughs> My name's boring. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be Pirate of the Year, but as you find out, he's clearly a sort of a, a bit of a limp pirate in that there's all these other amazing pirates. Um, you also find out at the beginning that the Queen of England hates pirates with a passion. Ultimately, what happens is he tries to become Pirate of the Year and he takes over Darwin's ship. So he joins forces with Darwin. That's why it's called Pirates are Journey with Scientists. And even Darwin tells him that his parrot is not a parrot, it's a dodo, and that he can become really rich and famous if he takes it to the sort of like whatever awards in London. They don't want to go to London because the Queen hates pirates, but they go to London anyway. Um, and, then, and then basically, it's about this parrot. Now the reason that... Dodo. Dodo, yeah, <laughs> right. So they underdevelop every single one of those plot elements. You find out that the Queen is going to keep the parrot, the dodo, whatever... Polly. It's called Polly. I'm not even joking. It's <laughs> called Polly. Out of this, but yeah. yeah. Um, the, the Queen wants to keep the, keep the parrot. And then you find out because she loves rare animals and she's got a zoo. But that's ne- ne- that was never, never established. Mentioned. So you're like... So you, and then you're like thinking, why does the Queen want this fucking dodo? And why is this a major plot issue? And then you realise, oh, it's because she's got this pet, you know, pet and zoo and she loves fucking rare animals. And it's like, if... You established at the beginning, which would have been very easy, that she had this zoo of rare animals. You would, you know, you, it would make sense. You would realise, don't take the... Do- no, it adds to the drama. Don't take the dodo there, blah, 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 blah. Um, this is a bit where he gets his... I don't give a fuck if it's spoiler warning. Nobody should watch it. It's a bit where he gets his piracy taken off him. For no reason. It doesn't... Ex- like, the explanation of why he's not... It's like, oh, this is another plot point, and you've never explained why he's not... He loses it because the Queen gives him a pardon. Because she took his dodo. Hmm. So she pardons him. And then they're like, oh, you've been pardoned by the Queen. You're not a pirate. So he gets his piracy and all his money taken off him. You're like, it doesn't make any sense. Every aspect is just, like, every single plot point is not, like, you know, the idea of plant and payoff. You know, in scripts, you plant something as a seed and then later on you pay it off as a plot point. This has loads of payoff, p- payoffs, but it doesn't plant any of them. Yeah. So the story's just happening. And, but it's, it, just happening. it's just a non-event. He wants to be a pirate... Big deal, and he starts, you know, it just happens. But another thing, that this bird ends up being like the most pivotal thing in the film. No one wants to, oh, you can't lose Polly, all the the pirates turn on him because he's giving his bird away. But you're like, where's this come from? The the film does not establish in any way, shape, or form. It does try to, to be fair. Anyone gives a shit about this bird. And then all of a sudden, like at the end, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter, we've lost all our money, now we're not pirates anymore because we've still got Polly. And he hasn't, obviously. And, and you're just like, where does this come from? At the beginning, they're literally having a conversation, the best thing about being a pirate, and they're talking about everything but the fucking bird. But now it's a plot point. Now they're saying all that matters is the bird. It's just awful. It just doesn't work. They do mention the bird at the beginning. Yeah, no, the bird's there. But they there, talk but more not... about him as a pirate rather than yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the bird isn't it as a character. I'm not defending it. I think it was an awful film. But, it, but, but it's, I think it's a bit unfair the, to say it, that they the didn't idea mention is that it. The bird is the most important thing in the world. Everybody loves the fucking bird. It is not. It's just ludicrous. But it's, but it, you know, so it doesn't have... It's not, it hasn't got any interesting characters. It doesn't have a, a plot that makes sense whatsoever. And it's not funny in any way, shape or form. It's got one good elephant man joke. <laughs> and that's about it. Brilliant. <laughs> well. So there you I, go. I preferred Wrath of the Titans in Pirates because it angered me less. Yeah. It just bored me senseless. Yeah, now, saying that, I'd still rather be angry than bored. Yeah. At least it got, got, got an emotion out of me. <laughs> you stayed away. And I stayed away, yeah. What's <laughs> the first film with it? But it looks amazing. And I, was, I think I was listening to The Guardian podcast and they, and they were saying, oh, um, they, they come from an animation background. 
Um, and then they did like, you know, but now they've done, this is CG, but they made it look like animation. Like, um, stop motion. CG. No, it isn't. All oh, right. <laughs> no, it isn't. What the fuck are they talking about? This is the Guardian <laughs> film podcast. <laughs> yeah, Flushed Away is. Yeah. But this isn't. This is... Stop motion, there's a few CG bits in it, but they're like, oh, the, you know, CG, but they've tried to make it look like stop motion. It's like, no, this is stop motion. You are you sure it's not really good CG? <laughs> no, it is stop motion. Fair guaranteed. Enough. Quick Google it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's... But um, Pirates, it? what a disappointment. Yeah. What an absolute disappointment. Is that, is that our lot for what we've seen? Yeah. Is <laughs> it? Um, yeah. Is that yeah, everything? I think everyone's gone silent. It's all yeah. I've seen. Um, I've, watched, I've watched loads of DVDs, and if I won't go into that... Uh, cool. Well, today's theme. Unfortunately, Lindsay isn't here. Why had Lindsay seen? She'd seen Lindsay something. Lindsay seen some Michael Moore stuff because our yeah. theme this week is this episode is propaganda films. Um, yeah, Lindsay was going to talk about Michael Moore. I'll talk about Michael Moore instead. Yeah, then. Darren. I was going to say. I was just about to say Darren hasn't got one, so it's going to be just me and me and Laura. But Darren can take over from Lindsay. <laughs> um, yeah, propaganda films. And um, we've all watched quite diverse propaganda films by the looks of things. Yeah. Um, I'll kick things off then. Uh, on, I Dave. actually watched and I got sent this to review anyway, so I'm going to have a proper write-up on the site about the films themselves in a bit more detail, but I want to talk just a little bit about uh, the filmmaker. Because I, I didn't watch one film. I've been sent uh, this DVD set of Humphrey Jennings films. Uh, he's a guy who... He basically worked in the, in the sort of... 30s leading up to the 40s his most famous work is in the 40s and the stuff I watched is all in the early 40s during the second world war uh, and basically he worked as a documentary filmmaker and he worked for the crown film unit and uh, the crown film unit is an organization uh, that was set up by the government it was it was it used to be the gpo who used to make documentaries in britain a uh, gpo went in, during the war the gpo was turned into the crown film unit to make uh, basically propaganda films for the war uh, so it's films that are just uh, saying how amazing Britain is how great it is and how we should all uh, work for the war effort and all the home front and all this sort of stuff and they just made churned out all these films to show before sort of feature films uh, sort of short little documentary pieces to show before feature films and Humphrey Jennings is one of the most sort of famous director of, of, of some of these um, so the DVD set I've got is like volume 2 so it's just got a few of his films and uh and so I checked it out, and I must admit, it was. It, <laughs> I wasn't expecting much from it. I was just thinking, okay, it'll, it'll be dated. It'll be sort of just. Uh, I mean, propaganda films piss me off for you generally. I don't like it and just getting something crammed down my throat. But no these films were fucking brilliant. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, the first couple, cause I, I sort of watched them in order. There's um, the first two, Heart of Britain and Words for Battle. They were like in 1941. They're the two shortest films. They're both sort of under 10 minutes. Uh, those ones are the two most dated ones. Those are sort of a bit more clearly propaganda, and it's there, um, and they have dated in terms of people have taken the piss out of that style so much now, uh, especially the words for battle. Um, although I thought it was a very good film, words for battle, but um, the style of that is basically Laurence Olivier's um, uh, reading out these reading out sounds rubbish, but uh, reading poetry uh, various from various British poets. Um, uh, actually, there might be a couple of that British, but I can't remember. But read, reading out this poetry whilst you see images of Britain sort of at its best, which sounds really cheesy, and I, I can remember Brass Eye, I have a really good piss take of that. Um, oh, the day-to-day, sorry, maybe not Brass Eye. Uh, so it looks dated, it looks cheesy, but at the same time, in those early films, it's so gorgeously shot, his, his 
framing's incredible. Um, <coughs> and he has quite an interesting use of sound. And and they're still quite rousing. They're quite like... Uh, they're to quite make you want to go and fight for Do you mean arousing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, get, it wasn't making me... I'm not the most patriotic person in the world. I'm half American anyway. So it wasn't, wasn't getting me wanting to fight for Britain or anything. But they were beautiful films. But then as I moved on and moved through some of the other films, it just got better. I mean, the... And you definitely did want to fight for Britain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, to be honest, the films then, they got a little less clearly sort of propaganda. I mean, they're still made to sort of make you feel good about British people and about Britain. And it still does that to an extent, but it, they weren't as sort of thrust down your throat as maybe the first two. And, and really, probably my favourite of the films was the sort of third one that I watched, the, uh, and it's called Listen to Britain. Uh, that's just under 20 minutes sort of thing. And that was just amazing. It's, it's basically just a long montage of, uh, of sort of images and sound effects. It's more, and that's what I found is amazing with the sound design. It's just, it, I mean, that's why it's called Listen to Britain. It's just, it's just listening to a sort of a day in the life of Britain. So it, it starts in the afternoon, though, bizarrely, and then goes through to the, to the following afternoon. Um, and it's just... Oh, it's just really, it's hard to explain why, but it's really beautiful. It's it's sort of like the best way to describe it without sounding really up my ass is it's it is sort of documentary, but as poetry. It's all about just creating an image and and making making everyday life look beautiful and sound beautiful. And and there's no there's no dialogue or anything. It's just sound effects and music and and but the music's generally recorded on the scene and stuff like that. And it's just absolutely stunning. It just blew me away. Did they? Intercut it with like gunfire and screaming. And no, no, no. There's, there's not much of that. The, the films, at least the films here, <laughs> no. the films here. I mean, there are a few shots of of, uh, of there's, there's shots of them sort of making some of the weaponry in some of the films, and there's shots of the, some airplanes flying off. But it's all home front sort of based. It's more so nothing. It's actual reality. Everything that's just what you're fighting for. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and and how you can help, and. Uh, but yeah, no, but that, listen to Britain, it was beautiful. The only thing that spoiled it a little bit is, is there is an introduction by this guy introduces it and it's really cheesy. Uh, but once the film actually starts properly, it's, it's amazing. Uh, then after that, those fires were started. This is his, the only feature film he ever made. All of his films are generally short ones. Uh, and this was, this was more clearly sort of dramatised than his other films. Uh, and although he tended to do that, he tended to, with his films, he'd... Although the documentary, he sort of staged a lot of things and it was more, uh, he'd sort of do reconstructions. Um, but what he'd do is he'd, he'd use real people as the actors, non-professionals um, as the actors and people who are actually did that job. So fires were started is just following a day in the life of a fire department. Uh, people working uh, for the fire service during the war um, and they used real firemen. Uh, but obviously everything is dramatised, it's not actually following a day so it's all sort of set up and that that was that was great as well um i didn't like it bizarrely that's probably the one of the one of his most loved films um but i preferred i preferred uh, another two a little bit over that um just because it felt a bit more set up it felt a bit more uh, fake less sort of natural uh, but it's still really tense surprisingly tense and um and just a, a stunningly made again again really nice use of sound really nice use of editing and really nice sort of framing uh, and then the final film was The Silent Village. Uh, this was the most moving out of the films, and it was it was quite odd, actually. What what they've done with this is he's telling the story, uh, the true story of a Czech mining village that stood up against the Germans. Um, but rather than go to the Czech Republic and sort of film it there, it's, uh, he, um, it's recreated by the 
real-life villages of a Welsh mining town, and they recreate it themselves, and it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Again, fantastic use of sound, fantastic use of visuals. Um, what it does quite nicely is it never shows the Germans, you just sort of hear them. Uh, this car comes by and it's playing like this, uh, this loudspeaker, it's playing these sort of messages saying, oh, you must do this and whatever, follow the Reich and all this sort of stuff. Um, and it's basically about how this village stood up against them, and it's got a brutally harsh ending, um, although then it twists it and, and makes it quite moving and sort of uplifting at the end. But it's got a really harsh ending. Basically, I mean, basically, I mean, it's a true story, and I'm not really spoiling anything, but basically the whole, all of the men in the village, because they refuse to sort of uh, respond to the German needs, that all the men get massacred, just get killed. All the kids and the and the women just because get sent to a concentration camp. It's a true camp. story. It's still a spoiler. Well, yeah, but to be <laughs> yeah, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> I've spoiled it. Uh, but it was beautiful, really beautiful. It was it it got me teary eyed, and uh, for a sort of a film from the forties, a propaganda from the forties, that's quite an achievement for me. So yeah, it's real an eye opener watching this stuff. I amazing filmmaker. What is sad though is um, similarly to Lenny Riefenstahl, who was famous for doing Triumph. Trying for the will, the sort of German, she did all the German propaganda films. Uh, like her, they're both amazing filmmakers that made groundbreaking films, but they had this stigma of working on these propaganda films. They never really branched off into anything else that notable. Well, although the harsh thing with Humphrey Jennings is uh, he actually died like five years ago. He died in 1950 um, in a, a bizarre accident in Greece when he was scouting locations oh, for a film. accident. But yeah. So, um, so he, I mean, I mean, he died. I mean, Lenny Riefenstahl lived on and made other stuff, but she never, she, she struggled to fight against the sort of facts that she'd been working with the Nazis for years. Uh, so no, it was, uh, mm. yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. I thought these films were amazing. Um, and yeah, propaganda wise, it, the first couple were quite in your face, but the others were more, I mean, I wouldn't say that subtle. They're clearly still like saying, oh, isn't Britain amazing? Aren't we? You should all fight against the Nazis, whatever. But um, but they still work as films. They're still fantastic films. Love them. Yeah. Surely the yeah. best propaganda films do work. Otherwise, yeah, true. Yeah, if true. They didn't, and yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. But work to to do what they're meant to do, which is to sort of rouse, rouse you. Yeah. yeah, well, as I say, the, the more obviously patriotic ones are still quite rousing. Not necessarily made you want to join the army, but. Uh, it's yeah, they they made me feel good about Britain, I guess. <laughs> what what is the definition of propaganda? Um, it's I guess uh, something that's uh, been made to enforce change, a perspective. Enforce the perspective or, yeah, or, okay, so yeah. but it doesn't have to be political or it can be. No, it, not it's necessarily just, I guess. Cause, cause obviously because usually it usually is. will be. When you think of Michael Moore, mm. in a way, I suppose what it sounds like is propaganda films are when you, you're the most sort of objective rather than subjective yeah, yeah. in the sense of you have an agenda and mm. your film is going to push that whatever happened you yeah, know yeah. and everything is going to be the edit i mean and i suppose with that with that then michael moore is you know the most guilty for that but in a way i don't know you haven't watched some of the propaganda films I've no, but it's different no it's <laughs> different mainstream but he does it all the time and yeah. also it's just that when you do like there's a film that you're going to talk about and the film that dave's talking about they are made for a reason as in, they are, that's what that is their purpose in a way. But when you're making what is supposed to be a documentary about a topic, which is yeah. what he does and what yeah. documentary filmmakers yeah. should do, you should just explore that and you need to be sort of subjective about it. Yeah. But him, I mean, this is a lot of it is judging, but I think it's kind of fucking true. 
is that he goes in almost knowing what he wants to say mm-hmm. and he finds the people and the material to, to say that. Yeah. Which is sort of fair enough. It's a polemic. Documentaries yeah. do that in general anyway. They know what they want to do, but, but not necessarily in terms of yeah, but, only but, one but, aim. But he does have, you know, but yeah. he tries he to say very bold things, mm. doesn't he? You know, in terms of all, you know, all his films, except maybe Roger and Me. Well, that's yeah, even no, then to an extent, actually. Um, and some, you know, I don't want to knock him too much. I think he's a bit of a prick. Um, but <laughs> Bolin for but Columbine want to knock him. is probably one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. I think Fantastic. it's a stunning yeah, documentary. Yeah. But then things like Fahrenheit 9-11, I think the sort of polemic is too much. It's too and it's obvious. sentimental. You know, how overly sentimental it is as well. Yeah, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. work. But um, And I suppose what happens, and this is kind of what we're saying about propaganda film, you know, just then is that, in a way, it has lesser impact. It kind of weakens, you know, it's actually like, you are so unreasonable, you are so objective, that actually it does the opposite of what you want this to do. It's not making me really sympathise even more. It's not making, it's actually turning me against that. And I suppose the worst, prop, you know, the worst would do that. And it's like, even in real life, I suppose, you know, if you want... You know, you want people to make their own decision, or make, at least make them think that they're making their own decision. And it is just that, you know, even when you think of like teaching and, and, and lecturing and things like that, you know, the, the lecturers you remember, and and it is just when people are giving you opinions, you you know, you don't want it to be so sort of unreasonable and enforced. And sort of him, more in particular, really does feel like boom, boom, boom. And a lot of the time, he does miss a massive like sicko. He does miss a massive side of the argument conveniently ignores it and, mm. and it's like you've got a point mate but actually you're weakening your own argument by not but also dealing with it. just made me think of um what's that uh documentary we watched recently about the prisoners that on death row death row the, what's the guy called the director Werner Herzog. yeah and he he was talking to one of the prisoners and the prisoner was just literally just explaining everything and then he just flipped it with just one small one small point and and that Helped you to like think about it from almost like a different perspective. But he didn't. A genius. He didn't push that. He uh, yeah. he sort of allowed to make the, pri- the made the prisoner made a role for his own. Yeah, but back, he's basically. always he's, that's but what his he's, documentaries are about. But he, he, he that, very re- he's yeah. very much like showing you something. But on the flip side of, of and that's that. it. But he just shows you it. Yeah. And he shows you it. And yeah. he'll in all in all play sort of play devil's advocate, I suppose, in that regard. Yeah. But it, 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 you know, definitely, he doesn't really. He does say a lot, and that's the thing. Mm. But he never has an agenda. He do, those, like death row and the uh, yeah, they, they're not. He, he's not saying bears are bad or whatever. He's just showing you this character, yeah. and he's just showing you. This, he's just lays it bare, and then you can yeah. take from it what you wish. Yeah. 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 I think that's the that's the that's the thing with Michael Moggs. Again, like, like you say, I thought Bowling for Combine was amazing, um, but then when I started to watch more of his work, and it was it's always so one sided, always just always the same viewpoint. It, it's made me not that bothered about watching his other films. I, I haven't seen Sicko. I just because I, I know what, I know what it's going to say. I know what is. I know what's going to happen. It's just a little bit like, like almost like what I was saying about these propaganda, these sort of famous propaganda filmmakers. It's like you sort of you don't think they can do anything else, and you don't. I, I, it's, it's harder to give him a chance to actually make something different. I think he's sort of. A, dug himself a bit of a hole although he's, he's doing alright out of it I guess yeah and obviously oh, yeah. Capitalism a love story and he does these sort of like sort of like these gimmicks in the films now he started to do isn't he like obviously in Sicko he took all those people to Cuba absolutely to Cuba. yeah basically like this, this drug costs in Cuba so like a two dollars 
and it's like a life-saving drug and in America they can't get it so he ferries them all over to Cuba is it Cuba? somewhere like that I think it's Cuba and then he gets into all this treatment and, and it's, you know it's a, that's a great stunt that's a great I, to yeah. really show this is cheap medication Why the, what the fuck is wrong with our sort of health system and then a capitalism love story where he sort of like puts all the police tape around Wall Street and it's like it's an interesting as an installation yeah, yeah kind of interesting installations but the problem is and if we and if we if we really explored you know capitalism both sides the, yeah, the yeah, good yeah. and the bad and let us fucking you know we let us decide yeah. then it'd be great and that would know, that, have a real impact and it's the same with the you know in the, but it it's like the way he talks about the sort of the British health system in the film in France and stuff like that, and it's just like there's a lot of fact, factually, it's a lot yeah. of it's wrong. Is he it, very positive about the British? Very, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically the same way over it. Yeah, not like a... but it, but I think in, in in a way, if a, for, for a populace, it is very good because yeah. everybody's entitled, and that is the big point. And it's yeah. so he does have points, but he just does it in such a way you just think fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> when actually. Like for Ball and for Columbine, you, you've sort of... Yeah. You've, uh, it stops being interesting because he's not really... You, you don't get to think, do you? It's yeah. Just like, yeah. And also, you know, Ball and for Columbine was interesting because it really explored sort of violence in, in sort of youths in America when there was a relative sort of a new concept mm. and Roger and me it, that was a, you know that was a new you know you've not seen a documentary about that no. him saying the American health system is bad we know yeah. Yeah. him saying capitalism fucked up the economy we know yeah. and it's like what you, we, you know, you're not you know Fahrenheit 9-11 we know yeah. he, he, those three films like you're telling us nothing yeah it needs to do something different soon. Yeah, it needs to just tell us a new, a new story, something that we've, people haven't interrogated before, or themselves, or in the news and media anyway. And it's just like, you know, feed us something. We, we want documentaries to give us new perspectives on mm. things. And he is just now, he's, just, he's got his agenda, and he fucking bores everybody. <laughs> like when he started, and he got booed at the Oscars and stuff, because he's just saying the same old shit, and it's just, we get it. Yeah. You can tell that he's been wavering a bit now that Bush is out of, out of office. Yeah, but um, he didn't know what to do. What can he talk about? <laughs> um, Start a new vendetta. Yeah, and it is just like some of the editing in Fahrenheit 911 when he edited him to be so sort of lampooning, mm. and it's like it it's, it was funny. Yeah, but it's so unreasonable. Mm. It's so unreasonable because you're just like he's. We, he is an idiot, but he's not that much of an idiot. So when you say he's portraying like that, then it makes us say, well, can yeah. we kind of defend him when you don't want us to defend him? Yeah. Oh, anyway, so, yeah, there you go. Propaganda film. There's my <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been watching? I've been watching pro-life films. <laughs> do you know, do you know, do you reckon, as a general, people will know what pro-life and pro-choice is? Well, I, yeah. I can explain. Pro, pro-life are films that are made by people that believe that abortion is wrong, basically. Um, they're, usually, they're usually made by some sort of uh, Christian, either Christian film studios or Christian people, should we say. Oh, you know about films in particular? But, yeah. The films in particular, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, pro-lifers in general, I think. Well, no, because pro- I think yeah. actually that's more of a general, there's a, there is a sort of a, you either, you either think, you're either pro, you tend to be either pro-life or pro-choice and, and there's no, not I, well, the, really the, a middle. The word is, well, words are a bizarre choice because I'm pro-life, I think life is the most valuable asset in the world. Um, but I also think that anybody should choose anything. Okay, but in but in this in the context of abortion, those yeah. are, those are the at the moment the way that those two things are um, separated. Yeah. So that yeah, but um, ugh, I've lost sort of lost my thread now. Yeah, but that 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 is 
that is sort of the idea of it that, that, that people make films um, who believe in pro-life, who believe that abortion is wrong and make films to try and, and exactly the same, try and make other people think that abortion is wrong. And the idea is that they try and, through these films, change people's opinion. Um, and I think they particularly target women who, obviously, <laughs> who are um, at risk of or have had abortions. Um, and um, I've, I've watched a number of these films, and they're all short films, um, and they're sort of one of the reasons I wanted to watch a pro-life film um, is because there's a film coming out very soon. Well, it's out in the States already called October Baby, which is about a young girl who goes on a journey um, of forgiveness for the mother who tried to have her aborted, but it went wrong. I'm not entirely sure that that's, that could happen, but there you go. Um, and surprise if there's many yeah. films on it. Mm, but I'm, yeah, well, who knows. But anyway... Yeah, so that's sort of part of the reason that I wanted to watch these. But all the ones that I've watched have been have been short films, um, and they are bad, like really, really, really bad. Like the acting in all of them is awful, and the concepts are terrible, and they really try and hit home this like it's terrible to have an abortion, um, and it's, it's just well, it ain't convincing me. I mean, through watching all these different films, you know, they there was things like. Um, the the they would show you like the silent screen which is probably one of the most famous um pro life films and it's more of a documentary really um is it talks about the baby being aborted and it talks about sort of quite it's a doctor's delivering it all and talking very much about what the actual process um and <laughs> it's what's weird about it is it's supposed to be medically correct but then he keeps sort of and everything he says keeps forcing his opinion on everything, which destroys it. Because oh, I'm just trying to think of an example now. Even just the fact that he's, you know, oh, I can't think of an example right now. But basically, he he it, at first it shows you that the child being aborted. I think it's at twenty-one weeks. I think, and it's like really, really, really tiny. And then later on, he's telling you something else about like taking you through. Um, a, there's like a scan that shows the, an actual real life baby being aborted, but the model that he's then got, like the model of the baby, has grown in size to what it actually is. So now it's not the size of a broad bean; it's actually the size of almost a full, you know, full size baby. And you're like, that—that that is for me what's annoying. It's like, is it? Do, do they try and pretend that this is the size of it, or is it just like when you're at the dentist and you have those giant teeth with a destroy to no. show you in detail what well no because it's unnecessary it's unnecessary i think it's it is propaganda and um but that one's not really the one i want to talk about i mean that that is probably for want of a better word the best one because it tries to just be uh, just gives you information and show you the facts even though he is pushing obviously pushing his agenda um he t- he talks about the woman that like what they when they um filmed inside the woman's stomach and obviously the abortion. He talks about the woman afterwards, um, that she couldn't cope with the editing process and she had to walk out and come back in and and then she never spoke about abortion again. And you kind of go, well, even if that's true, that's not a good thing. That's not just something that shouldn't be celebrated, the fact that she never spoke about abortion again. That's not a thing to say. You get the point. Well, like, as in, like, why should she not speak about abortion again? Just because she saw the, what, the editing process. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't understand what their point was. I mean, why did yeah, they exactly. say that? I don't well, get it. yeah, uh, who knows? Oh. Who knows? 
to try and say that abortion is bad, I guess, another way. Anyway, that's not... Well, it is horrific. Somebody says it. It's, it's, yeah, it's horrific. It is, the thing is, it is, yes, of course, like, yeah. watching it is horrific, but it wouldn't make me change my mind well, and go, exactly. oh, well, I'm not ever going to have an abortion yeah, then. lots of things are that's, horrific. It doesn't make them right or wrong. Yeah, I don't get exactly. It, yeah. Like, the, I think the biggest issue for me with the pro-life films is that it's, it's obviously, they're trying to push an agenda um, and they're doing everything that they can to try and push push that agenda but instead of like you say just providing the facts and just just saying like this is this this is what happens during an abortion and then allowing people to make the choice the idea is like the silent scream should be seen by every young woman but it's like well no because you're on you're edging on a side which is like one-sided it's not a full representation of all the different elements to abortion and actually you know by doing that what you're doing is actually abortion is legal so you can have an abortion but let's show all young girls this video to make them feel guilty about it if they ever want one it's like no i don't think that should be what we do um, but the one that i did watch was awful awful well two actually awful acting one was called um it's exactly the same which is basically it's about two two three minutes long and two people having a discussion about it not being the right time for them to have a baby um, so they decide, yeah, we're not going to have a baby. And then this guy gets a gun, goes out. You hear a shot, comes back in, and he's covered in blood. And the idea is he's just shot the same baby, his baby, and they say, it's exactly the same. <laughs> and it's so, so bad. No, but no, those piracy adverts when they say it's just yeah. the same. And it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> and you just go, no, it isn't. And what? Is that true? But you that know, sounds like it's like a comedy. It is. It is like a comedy. I laughed at it and I was reading some of the comments afterwards and someone had actually put that. That's the best comedy I've seen all year. It's hilarious because it was just ridiculous. And it's like, how how do you expect to change it? The only people that would agree with you are the people that are close-minded enough to yeah. think that that's Preaching the case. The yeah. It's just ridiculous. And then another one was, um, this is the one I particularly wanted to talk about because this is one that I found, uh, a Catholic film studio who pro- produced this, uh, they're called Spirit Juice, if you want to look them up. And um, they produced... Spirit Juice. Yeah, they're called Spirit Juice. Uh, and they produced a film called To Be Born, which uh, uh, they got through this priest who had a letter um, and his letter was from an unborn baby, which I find absolutely amazing. Pretty much all the pro-life films, are, they have some. They obviously work with some kind of psychics who can give voice to fetuses, which I think is just amazing. Anyway, so he has this letter from this unborn baby, and um, it's. He said this priest has said that it's saved loads of babies or whatever by taking it into clinics, whatever. Um, and so the the what the what the film company did, what the director did, was decided to develop it further. So it took it just from a letter to then add in like a mother and a father, and then what it sort of takes um, follows the story of mainly the mother about her thinking she's going to have an abortion, that she has the dream, and it's this baby talking from the womb or whatever. And again, it's just awful and it's just it's all potential it's all saying i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to be this amazing kid why would you do this why would you do it's just like oh it's for me it's sort of the same as someone who is pro-choice making a film about a baby that grows up to be a serial killer and saying you should have had an abortion (laughs) do you know what i mean it's like it's that kind of mentality it's ridiculous you should have had an abortion you should have known the potential of your child was going to be a serial killer therefore it's just ridiculous Mm. it it, to me it's not an argument omen is is based on that the thing is that like 
There's loads of films that have evil kids and they should have, you know. I don't, I don't yeah, remember. but they're not, they're not, they're not pro-choice <laughs> films. They're just films. Yeah, but you could. Yeah, but in that argument, you could argue that they that's were. That's just my. That's my idea. That would be that the equivalent. Is, yeah. Okay. But it's not. They're but not pro. They're not made pro- by, not made by <laughs> pro-choice. Well, I mean, but this is the thing. I mean, stuff like that. They're not films. Either. They're stuff for like. Surely they're like to be shown in churches and schools. But they're films. They are okay, films. Yeah. yeah but they're films and dog That's like saying yeah, Christian music that. isn't music. It is. No, it isn't. They are films. This is a film studio that's for. Catholics, you but know? there's stuff like that shown in schools and stuff. I imagine, yeah. yeah. I, I'd imagine so. Yeah, the like silent it. scream is shown in Catholic schools. I wonder if it still is. Mm, but um, but anyway, yeah. But the the point is that every single one that I watched was bad, awful. And the problem is that it's just it's literally every single one of them says it is wrong. You shouldn't do it. It's as bad as murder. And the, the thing is, it's like, if you're going to do that, you're not going to convince anyone of anything. What you need to do is show everything and let people make their if you own say mind that, I bet they I'm work not. on little girls. I bet they work. But, well, that's Especially the in Catholic schools, that's when it's not problem. just the videos, it's the people, it's part of the religion, it's the families. It all just adds up. But the, th- but the like, thing is, that, like, I don't necessarily have, like, I, I'm pro-choice but I don't necessarily have a problem with people not being and yeah. I would never try and make them see my way of things I don't think but there's, there's I nothing wrong that... with wanting life to be kind of treasured yeah and, and I can I can but... totally see someone feeling that it feeling that it might be wrong or not wanting to do it but it just what upsets me is how much effort he's gone into saying it's wrong it's as bad as murder blah 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 and just at, like a lot most people that are going through an abortion are in a vulnerable state and to to have that fed down their throat it's just mm. horrific to me horrific anyway yeah but yeah that's it but generally pro-life films don't watch them for entertainment because they're re- well no actually do watch <laughs> it's the same the, uh, thing for so entertainment because it's hilarious cool but... i've heard um well i mentioned it to you before when you're chatting to but i've heard that uh lake of fire uh by yeah, uh, by tony that. k that's supposed to be very good and that's supposed to be fairly um Subjective, so it doesn't. It doesn't just throw anything down your throat. Um, although at the same time, it's supposed to be very graphic in terms of showing abortions. It uh, it shows abortion at each stage, basically. So it sounds graphically fucked up, but at the same time, it is it is isn't supposed to just take one. I don't, but that's the thing as well. I would trust that more. I don't trust what I see on yeah. pro-life films to be abortions. That's the problem like some when of you these feel fetuses, like you're being, yeah. Yeah. they were talking about yeah. the babies being ripped. Look, yeah. the babies, the fetuses being ripped apart, and then they would show you tubs of full, yeah. like full babies. So it's like, which is and it? And you're well, like, well, yeah. hang on a minute. It's the Am I supposed to believe that's yeah. what it looks like when it comes out? When you've just told me it gets pulled apart. Yeah. Is the problem with propaganda? I guess that's what we've the conclusion we've all got to is that. Is that that's the problem with propaganda films in general? If it forces one thing down your throat, you don't trust it. You want to hear both sides, um, yeah. And that is the the problem with propaganda. We went to a museum, can't remember where it was, and they showed like yeah, um, they showed like <laughs> babies like in various stages of pregnancy. And I have to admit, when I saw them and the size of them, I did think after that. How, how late you can have an abortion it is too late but I think there's in all honesty I and even, I, watched, I was like no that I, is a baby that I, is I think even pro, pro-choices pro have dis- oh, discrepancies about when oh, when uh, well, they should well you say pro-choice pro- whatever yeah, ultimately I think if you're not ready to have a kid you don't want a kid have an abortion I'm abs- absolutely you should, I, absolutely everyone should have that choice 
But all yeah. I'm saying, you know, and obviously everyone's going to have their varying degrees of uh, of when that should be. But uh, what was interesting is that normally I was like, yeah, whatever, you have an abortion a fucking day before, a few days after if you want. Um, but actually, when I um, saw the um, when I went to that and I saw the sizes, I did think, fuck me, yeah, that is that's the other thing. That's that, the other argument that's tried to be used is that babies there are, I think, maybe two babies in the whole world that have survived from so it does happen the age. Well, yeah, with a lot of technology and medication. And yeah, okay, but... Okay. Yeah. Just that you slugged off October baby saying it wasn't possible? No, survived No, not survived abo- the age of abortion. The survived from abortion. the age of legal abortion. Yeah. So, like, the very late stages and where you can have an abortion, there are babies that have been born very, very prematurely that have survived. And that's part oh, of the argument about oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but very few, and obviously with a huge amount of extra input... Yeah, but so, but then yeah. we we all survive. We survive longer now because of extra importing drugs, and yeah. so I don't think that's yeah. an argument. So, well, no, if you look at it in the in the flip side and say, well, if that if we can use those medical medical advances to do that, why can't we use it to do? I guess the argument is by that stage it could potentially live by itself as a as its but own it specific being. Oh no, I get no, I get that. But you were sort of slagging it off saying, but it oh, can okay. only survive because of medical okay. attention. And I'm saying, but then loads of people only survive because of medical attention. Yeah. So it's a kind of moot point. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. Are you are you pro choice, Dave? You know, I've never thought about. It. Yeah, I imagine so. I, I I wouldn't argue if somebody wanted an abortion. That's to them. Well, what I find mad, well, this is what fucks me up, I suppose, <laughs> is um, is that okay? If you if you don't believe in abortions, fine, fine. You know, I can I absolutely understand that people would not believe in them, especially yeah. kind of people who is not part of their religion. I absolutely get it. What fucks me off are that people look down on people yeah. and frown upon it and 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 think you know kind of attack you girls for having an abortion. That's what yeah, winds me. That is like, horrible. What are you doing? That, that's what yeah. kind of what, that people would do that, but the people are fucking idiots yeah. in the main. Mm. Aren't Especially they? someone oh, in I, that I, position. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I, horrible. I get really wound up about it. I've, I've loads of things. Like I've, I'm not going to say where it was, and it was in another country, but it was there were people on the streets, on the streets, protesting about it with children giving out leaflets. I'm like, I'm sorry, don't bring children into this. That's just like trying to pull up people's heartstrings. You can't mm. get children no, who wouldn't. Yeah. No, but they wouldn't. Yeah. No, but. They wouldn't understand the full extent of this, but then most people don't. But you know what I mean? They wouldn't fully understand exactly no, what it is. They're doing that it for they're... a reason. That's why when you go to the to foreign countries, it's children who beg for money, and it's children, you know, people that suck us for a kid. Except mm, people who have abortions well. who are heartless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, that was, that was the other one. <laughs> no, you've spoken enough about it. But what, what do we think? Do we think that oh. men should have a right when it comes to abortions? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, good we get into that conversation, we'll be all night. Yeah, exactly. But it's um, so abortion films don't work. But October Baby, you seem to be saying it with disdain. Why are you? Why are you? What do you mean? It sounds like a particular, an interesting. Yeah, I think it's a great story. I, I'm very because every time you talk about October Baby, you sort of say it in a venom in your in your in your. In your and I want to know why. Because What's wrong with pro-life stories? I don't understand. What's wrong with it? <laughs> no, I'm being serious now. I mean, I don't understand why you always. Have such a venom for it. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with it? But is it? It's just a story. It's a story. Why? Why isn't that a valid? Well, story. I I may be surprised when when I see it, but it's just that it's that idea of pushing something down someone's throat, and and in some ways, this I sort of wanted to see a 
fictional film, film for this film, film. Yeah, for yeah. this but i i couldn't um get hold of one but the the i think in some ways those films are i don't know i'd less acceptable and more acceptable because i think if it's if it's if it's sort of delivered in a more subtle way that almost makes it worse because it's like trying to push that in, agenda insidious. but without but, but, but that's just really cynical but then you're in a way you're almost as you know but I might be surprised you're like, so you're I almost one sided it's a story about somebody who yeah. should have been aborted and then kind of gives forgiveness and the kind of parent maybe realises that she was glad that her kid was born yeah. that is a perfectly acceptable story and, and, and a story that I would imagine happens all the time and, and in reality if you even knew if you had, an, if you did, if you wanted to have an abortion and you tried and you didn't kill your kid, and then saw your kid as an adult, as have a beautiful, the as a beautiful person, you would probably be glad that you didn't kill it. That's not propaganda. That's not anything. You would probably be glad because you're like you're a real person. You've grown up to be a good person. I'm glad you're now. I mean, I know loads of you know the common story of people who didn't really want kids and then they had them and then it was mm-hmm. like. You know, I don't, there's nothing wrong I've with that. I've sold it but... as a pro-life film. I guess that's why I have a bit of disdain for it. But, but then but, you're almost as bad, because you're almost mm, as one-sided maybe. as the other films. Because you're like, that sounds like a perfectly normal film, but you're like, I don't want to watch it, it's pro-life. You're almost I, as one-sided I've never said I don't want to watch it. there's other films that I've you've never, I actually about. do really oh, no, want to watch it. I don't mean that. I can imagine you <laughs> definitely do. But what I'm saying is that your view on it is so... It's very one-sided, is what I'm saying. Is that you see no, it as, I completely understand when people have that opinion. I just don't feel that it should be pushed upon to anybody else cool anyway <laughs> anyway well well hopefully when that comes out we can have a bit more of a chat about it you can so never talk about abortion too much <clears throat> it's my philosophy <laughs> <laughs> keep listening <laughs> cool uh, but yeah should we do an abortion podcast topic? I like it yes Blueprint, I think abortion I think, we've, I think we've always watched all the films I think this podcast is an abortion to be honest <laughs> Cool. Anyway, next well, next episode uh, due to Lindsay's idea last week, last um, episode one um, is we're going to talk about trilogies. So I doubt I'm going to have time to sit through a whole abortion, trilogy, the trilogy, a lot of trilogies, <laughs> abortion trilogy. But yeah, uh, we're going to also talk, known as Lord of the Rings. Talk trilogies. I mean, what do people want to do? Do people want to just talk about any general trilogy or a favourite each, or is that just going to get too like, oh, I love this, I love this? Or, or no, could you just. You could pick a shit trilogy as well. Personally, I prefer talking about the theme yeah. than specific films, but yeah. you use films as reference. That's what today, today's been quite interesting for that, I think. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, 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 I prattled on about the But maybe, you know, we'll ask our, um, our um, listener to yeah. see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to write in. <laughs> um, but I think chatting about a theme and using <laughs> films as, um, yeah. as, uh, yeah, as a sort of reference is, point, is yeah. more interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Then so, saying, oh, Star Wars is amazing. Yeah. It is, but, you know. Cool. Cool, don't need to watch anything for next week. <laughs> I might talk about a film that should have been a trilogy. You always have to ruin it, don't you? And probably drain the about, fun out of everything. Probably going to talk about a lot of films that shouldn't have been trilogy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, in the, yeah, that's the main. Maybe we should talk about... We'll talk about how many, I bet there's not many great trilogies. Uh, no. We'll talk, whatever. It's yeah, not anyway, we'll talk about that next time. What's coming out? Very quickly, Dave. What's coming out? Uh, Battleship. <laughs> um, Cabin in the Woods is out on the 13th. Black Thorn. Seen it. Which is the Western. Looks, looks all right. Knights Remembers released for the Titanic anniversary thingy. Uh, there's an Audrey Toto, or however you pronounce his name, comedy <laughs> delicacy. Uh, we've got The Divide, uh, which is Xavier Gens Guided Frontiers, and then loads of shit American films. 
Um, it looks really depressing, but um, yeah, the divide. Is there anything good coming out? Uh, <laughs> not loads. To, to be fair, the divide actually looks quite good. Uh, we've got Gone, some random thriller, uh, Lockout, which looks. Has anyone seen the trailer for Lockout? It looks incredibly yeah. cheesy. Um, but I kind of want to see it because it looks so cheesy. Is that the British one? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's like a sci fi action thing with Guy Pearce in it. I don't know what country it's from. Oh, Set no. in space, so fuck knows. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I know what you mean that. It, what happened to um, Wild Bill? I just meant. Oh, it's, it's out. It's, I know, but it's never not playing no, anywhere. It's, it's fucking. Yeah, it's, it's probably in London and nowhere else gets it, but it's, that's supposed to be very good. Uh, we saw Dexter Fletcher the other week. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, got the Samar- uh, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen, which looks mm. cheesy. The Ewan McGregor British comedy drama. Uh, I'm not a fan of you, McGregor. Nothing else looks that special. Oh, there's a documentary about Bob Marley called Marley, which mm. I think is supposed to be quite good. Documentary and, about Bob Marley called Marley. Yeah. Genius title. Uh, there's also Town of Runners, uh, which I think is, heard is supposed to be quite good. It's the documentary about this uh, town rural town in Ethiopia. Yeah, and that has basically produced like dozens of like Olympic medal winners um, just in this one small town. Um, and it's what, are they running away that. from? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Flies. <laughs> Uh, I've seen a documentary, I think, about the same... Uh, an older documentary about the same thing, so I don't know. If it's <laughs> don't know who's trying to say something. But yeah, but, yeah, and that's about it. Nothing else amazingly exciting. Um, cool. So, keep listening. For so nothing's week. coming out, then? Nothing. Really? I mean, Cabin in the Woods, but we've, we've seen it. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll have a, a, a couple of weeks off the cinema. <laughs> I'll try and catch up with stuff. Oh, it looks like it'll be a good next podcast, then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chat about trilogies for three hours. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Which makes sense, you know. I'll three. probably get sent some random new-ish stuff on DVD to review. We'll see. <laughs> but cool. Anyway, so as, a, as ever, check out the website, blueprintreview.co.uk. Facebook, facebook.com slash review. Follow us at Twitter, at blueprintrev. Uh, or email us, um, info at blueprintreview.co.uk. Uh, cool. Bye. Yeah, it's been the Blueprint Review Podcast. Bye. Hey, my name is Alex Lyons. I listen to Film Yarn because I'm in the video production industry and it's really hard for me to sometimes just keep a pulse on what's going on in culture. Uh, so I listen to Fredo and Xavier Mendez when I'm on my way to work and on my way home and just get a good pulse about what's going on in the realm of film. Also, I really enjoy the Chronicles. I've never heard of a, a podcast that goes to the theater and then immediately following seeing the movie, hearing what their reaction is, is fresh, is exciting. So I'd recommend really highly listening to Film Yarn and check it out. Find the Film Yarn podcast at filmyarn.com or on iTunes.